you get to hear somebody else preach. This is going to be wonderful. My dad is here this morning, uh, Pastor Dennis McDonald, he and my, he and my, he and my mom, Mitzi. Uh, they've come today to share with us in ministry. Dad's going to preach the message this morning, also in the 11 o'clock service. And in the 11 o'clock service, we're celebrating Micah's baptism. And so, so we're glad to have uh, my family here today. Please pray for him as he comes to preach. He is the pastor at Providence Baptist Church in Roxburgh, North Carolina. That's our, our hometown. He's been there for 19 years now. And so God's going to use him in a mighty way. Let's, let's pray for him before he comes to preach. And then you, you encourage him as he does. Lord, we're just so thankful for our salvation today. Thank you for the day that you saved our souls. And Lord, if there's someone here this morning that has never put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ, we pray that today would be the day that they would be saved. And so God, have your will and your way in this time and in the message. We pray that you would give him the words to speak. I'm so blessed and thankful to have a father who loves Jesus, who preaches Jesus, who has lived for Jesus. And God, just guide him now in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I got to tell you, I got two bad habits. One, I like to sleep at night. I got in bed at midnight, and I got up at 2.30 to be here. The other bad habit I got, I'm used to preaching at noon. So, maybe we'll break that second habit, all right? I I figure somebody say amen on that. Today's a special day for Midway Baptist Church, right? Are you, uh, I don't have many of you going to hang around for the second service, but today's going to be a baptismal service. And uh, when you're talking about baptizing, uh, we had Micah and Malachi at the house this past week where Peter and Tara could have a little time to themselves. And I told Micah all week that I was going to fill up my pool at Providence and me and him was going to practice. And he didn't want to practice. He was afraid Pa might hold him down too long. And so we didn't get to practice. So what I'm telling you that for, if anybody's here, when he does be baptized a little bit later on, if he messes up, it's not my fault. Because I tried. But, you know, baptism is a great thing to happen in the church. Uh, anytime when you walk into the church, you see the baptismal pool full, uh, you ought to immediately... Uh, get excited and you ought to be able to immediately think back to that day when you were baptized but more importantly you ought to be able to think back to the day that you got saved and I hope today if any of you will be here for the second service or even now as we're thinking about that second service I hope that everybody in here can think about and remember that day when you were baptized. But more importantly, I hope that everybody in here can remember the day and remember the time when you asked Jesus Christ into your heart to be Lord and Savior. And if you cannot remember, especially that second thing, I hope that today will be the day of salvation that come to your life. Our scripture this morning, and we'll go ahead and have you turn your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 3, and verse number 16. John 3, 16. 
I would think today that this is a verse that most of you probably memorized a long time ago. It's a verse that perhaps most of you go to many times and think about. And I hope today would be one that you will think about even further as we leave this place this morning. And again, as we're thinking about baptism, I hope today that you know that when you see somebody being baptized, it's more than just somebody getting wet, right? I mean, think about it. Uh, you could be baptized in every pond and every lake around here and every creek and every bullfrog. know you by your first name, but if, you, that, if that's all you're doing is getting wet, that's all you're going to accomplish. But what baptism is all about is that when we see the person coming into the pool, as he walks into the pool, that represents that old person that he used to be. And when he gets into the pool, and when he goes down into the water, that represents his sins being washed away. And of course, those of you who believe like I do, you know that the blood of Jesus washed away our sins. And that's why we can sing at the top of our voices when we get the, get the opportunity to that nothing can wash away my sins except the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, how precious it is. And so that represents him going into the water, his sins being washed away, and then when he comes up, that represents him being born again. And as he goes out, that represents that new person that's ready to take on the rest of his life and experience what God has in store for him. Now, I want you to think about that. Also today, I want you to think about this. As a sinner, none of us, including me, was worthy for forgiveness. But he loved us even me, so much that he forgave us, even me. And now he's preparing a place in his heaven for all of us and even me. And that's what we want to think about this morning as we look at John 3.16. It's the title of our message this morning is going to be Even Me. Let's look at this precious verse at this time. And the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this precious verse, for the precious promises that we can find in this verse. And Father, I pray today if there's anyone in this congregation this morning Perhaps anybody is watching us on Facebook that they do not know you as Lord and Savior. That this will be the day, this will be the time they'll ask you to come into the hearts to be their Lord and Savior. And Father, again, I'm thankful that you have chosen me to be the messenger of your word on this day. And Lord, I pray that every word that will flow from my lips will be a precious word from you. At this time, Lord, I ask forgiveness of my own sins. 
In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Even me. Think about that. Even me. Look at that verse. And just look at it, and you can almost shout at the top of your voice, even me. For God so loved the world, even me, that he gave his one and only son for even me. So that even me would not perish. And that even me can have eternal life. Now, if that don't put a smile on your face this morning, there's something wrong. There's really something wrong. And I hope before we get to the end of this service today that you and the Lord's going to have a little talk and you're going to figure out what's wrong. Even me. What a great thing for a Christian to think about. What a great thing for any Christian to smile about today. It's also something that all of us ought to be able to share to the world. That even me, no matter who we're talking to, they can say that even me, Jesus Christ made the way so that they can have eternal life. The first thing I want to look at this morning, I want you to look at this morning from this verse, is God's love is complete. God's love is complete. Look at what this verse says. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. The word world is very important. Even though that's just one word, we can have assurance by looking at that one word and reading that one word and believing in that one word called world that that includes everybody, even me. Includes everyone, including even me. Includes every one of us. This past week when I was picking at Micah a little bit about being baptized and trying to get in practice, an old song comes through my mind that we used to sing in Sunday school when I was about his size. And I'm not going to try to sing it this morning, but the words of that song goes like this. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Now, most of you may be thinking like I am. That's an old song. That's one of the first songs that we learned in Sunday school and vacation Bible school and all those times that we were really young when we were taught those songs. But the older I get, that song, especially when I'm thinking about that the Lord Jesus Christ loves all, including even me, those words of that song become more meaningful. And the older I get, and I hope I'm getting a little bit wiser along the way, that I can now understand a little bit more in knowing that I am, even me, one of God's children and that he loves each one of us, even me. For, so God's love is complete as it includes everyone. But also God's love is complete because God's love is a perfect love. Have you ever thought about that? God's love is a perfect love. 
Now, as we've already talked about, everybody in here, according to this verse, that God so loved the world that includes all of us, even me, a precious thought that we can hold on to, a precious fact that we can hold on to, is that his love is perfect and he does not love anyone more than he loves me. He loves all of us equally. That's why we can sing that old song. At the foot of the cross, no one is higher than I. So God's love is complete as he loves everyone. And God's love is complete because he loves each one through a perfect love. How much more complete can God's love be than he loves all perfectly? As we see that God's love is complete, let's look at something else. God's love is compassionate. God's love is compassionate. Look at the, ver look at the verse says that he gave his one and only son. That he gave his one and only son. What else could God have done to prove to us that he loves all, even me. Think about what God had already done before he gave his son. God had already given man this beautiful world. God had already given, as God had given man this beautiful world, uh, think about the blessings that man had already received from just that one gift. The beaches, the mountains, the flowers, the grass, the sun, the moon, the stars. And we could just go on and on about the beauties of this blessing called earth that God had already given to man. And then he also stacked on that even more blessings. He'd given man the blessings of having family and having friends. He also had already blessed man with different types of ability so that man could do many things through knowledge and wisdom. And then also God had already given man necessities like food and water. And as most of us know, it's totally impossible to count all the blessings that God had given. So what else could he have done? Now think about this. As God had already blessed man so bountifully, God's prized creation was doomed. And the reason why it was doomed, because man had turned away from him. And as God saw that man was turning away from him, God knew that he had to do something to rid man of that sin so they could have that perfect fellowship with him in his heaven. So God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son. God gave the ultimate sacrifice, his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he became the sacrifice for all of our sins. Now think about the cost of that compassion. 
Can you imagine how God the Father felt when he saw his son being rejected and suffering on the cross? But here's the great part about all this. In God's eyes, the world, all man, even me, even me, was worth it. We were worth it. Think, see that God's love is complete. God's love is compassionate. A third thing we want to look at is that God's love is concrete. God's love is concrete. Look what the Bible says. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. Whoever believes in him shall not perish. There's two precious promises I want us to see. From that little phrase. The first promise is. Is that promise again is made to everyone. Even me. As we said earlier. God's love is complete. And here we're reminded again that God loves everyone. Even me. And Jesus came for everyone. Even me. And his invitation to receive the gift of eternal life is extended to everyone, even me. And the second precious promise we can see, that if you believe in Jesus, you will not perish. If you believe in Jesus, you will not perish. God loves all. He loves us so much, even me, that he did not want to see, he did not want to condemn anyone to that place called hell. Now, for those of you that may don't like to think about hell, and every time you hear that word, you want to just push it out of your mind, and maybe that's something Peter don't preach on enough. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. But hell is a place that no one wants to go to. It's a place of eternal agony and pain. And God loved everyone, including me, even me, even you. God loved all of us so much that he did not want any one of us to perish in that place called hell. He did not want any of us to suffer death. Now, I want you to think about something. How many promises have been made to you that were not kept? How many promises have been made to you that were not kept? And as you're thinking about that, and maybe recalling that rascal that didn't keep that promise, and you might want to go out and have a word with him. Before you go out and have a word with him, think about this. How many promises have you made that you didn't keep? How many promises have you made that you didn't keep? Now, we could give a long list on why promises are not kept. Uh, sometimes we promise something that we can't do in the first place, right? And that works both ways, right? 
And sometimes we make promises that we intend to keep, but because we get involved in so many other things, um, we forget about them. Let's think about God's promises. And here's the important thing about God. God has never made a promise that he didn't keep. God's promises are solid. God's promises have not, are not, and will not ever be broken. So as we look at this verse, as we look at what God says, if you will believe, whoever believes in him, whoever believes in Jesus Christ shall not perish. That's a promise from God that he intends to keep. But here's something else we need to see. And this is very important too. For that promise to be true to you, you've got to do your part. Look at it very carefully. You've got to believe in Jesus. And if you believe in Jesus, God will carry out his part. God will carry out his part if we'll do our part. But God's love is complete. God's love is compassionate. God's love is concrete. And then one more thing we'll look at this morning. And that is God's love is continuous. God's love is continuous. Look what the verse says. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life that have eternal life. That tells us in a very plain way that God's love is continuous. It's a love that will never end. Eternal means eternal. That means that it's going to have no end. God's children, even me, will live Forever in his heaven. Now, here's something else I want you to think about while we're on the subject. We're not only just going to be living. You know, sometimes I think we get in the mindset that we're going to go to heaven and, and we're just going to sit on a cloud and maybe stroke a guitar or something like that. And sometimes we may think well, all we're going to do in heaven is just walk around and casually look at the streets of gold and all the other beauties of heaven. But there's a little bit more to it than that. We're going to, we're going to be really living in heaven. And as we're going to be really living in heaven, we're going to be living in something that cannot be accomplished in this world, and that is that we're going to be living in perfect peace. We're going to be living in perfect peace. So as we're walking on the streets of gold, we're going to be living in perfect peace. That means there's not going to be any sin or any evil around us. We're not going to have to worry about being robbed. We're not going to have to worry about nobody talking about us and making fun of us. We're going to be living in perfect peace. And also think about this. We're going to be living in a perfect relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And that's something that not any one of us, even me, can accomplish in this world today because of sin. We can't do anything perfectly. But in heaven, even me will live forever in perfection. Even me. Everyone that's sitting in here today, that's a child of God. You can look at your neighbor right now and say, God loves even me. You can look at your neighbor right now and say that God saved even me. You can look at your neighbor right now and say without a doubt that God's preparing a place in his heaven for even me. And that's something we can take out into the world today. And what we can do is share that little message with everybody in the world and also remind them that if they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they too can say, even me. So right now, where are you sitting? Right now, where are you listening? Right now, no matter where you are, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? And if you would die today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Jesus Christ came to this world to make the way for all, even me. Today, have you given him your heart and your life? And if you have not, will you do that thing today? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this precious message, the truth of your word, that you sent your son to this world to make the way so that all of us could have eternal life. And Lord, I pray that at the end of this invitation that everyone that's present here today can tell anyone on any street, can tell anyone in any town, can tell anyone in any state or any nation that God loves even me. That God made a way for it, even me, so that I could have eternal life. And Father, I pray before this service ends that everyone can say, even me, in a truthful way. In the name of Jesus, I make this prayer.